It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Division, hate, contempt, malice between political parties, between liberals and conservatives. Even between states, red states and blue states, is it just time for the United States to break up? Is it time to just break it into a few different pieces, maybe a North and South Korea model? Or is it time to do something more important than that? Is it time to fix our relationships with one another? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Of course, in all of the chatter and clamor, the anger, fear, frustration model that seems to dominate our politics, that's now bleeding over into red states versus blue states and communities versus communities. It makes many people wonder, well, maybe maybe the United States of America has had a good run and it's time to move on. Uh, In a video that went viral, comedian Sarah Silverman wondered just that. Is it is it just time for the United States to break up? I mean, this may be a negative thought, but or maybe a positive one. I don't know. But if people aren't getting along, like in relationship, they break up, you know. So, like, why don't we just finally just realize that this these states aren't working and like divide up into like two or three countries of like USA one and USA two. Like the conservatives can be USA one because they love being number one and it means something to them. And I'd love to have that be theirs. They can be USA one, we'll be USA two, and we'll be allies. And you'll come over here and we'll go over there. So again, that's comedian Sarah Silverman just wondering out loud if it's time for the United States of America to break up. And of course, I do not think that is the issue But we do have to get to the issue and recognize that there is a way not to shout talking points at each other, but a way to talk across our differences. There are ways to heal old wounds, but it takes a willingness to engage in a very, very different kind of conversation. Over this past weekend, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints held its October General Conference. As part of that, Elder Dale G. Renlin, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles in the church, shared a story of the time he went to dedicate uh, the Helsinki, Finland Temple for the church and described some of the deep-seated disconnect between those from Finland and those from Russia who share a border. Take a listen. Even former enemies can become united in their discipleship of the Savior. In 2006, I attended the dedication of the Helsinki, Finland Temple to honor my father and grandparents who had been early converts to the Church in Finland. Finns, including my father, 
had dreamed of a temple in Finland for decades. At the time, the temple district would encompass Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, and Russia. At the dedication, I learned something surprising. The first day of general operation had been set aside for Russian members to perform temple ordinances. It's difficult to explain just how astonishing this was. Russia and Finland had fought many wars over the centuries. My father distrusted and disliked not only Russia, but all Russians. He'd expressed such feelings passionately, and his feelings were typical of Finnish enmity toward Russia. He had memorized epic poems that chronicled 19th-century warfare between Finns and Russians. His experiences during World War II, when Finland and Russia were again antagonists, did nothing to change his opinion. So this is such a a fascinating story that has so many applications to what we're dealing with today. And again, Elder Rendlin, while speaking to members of the Church around the world, I think he was speaking to the world in terms of ways that we can come together. So talking about, I love the fact that he said that his father had memorized epic poems celebrating uh, this feud between the Finns and the Russians. And then he went on. So just to describe that, that this temple district, so those who would use the temple in Helsinki would be made up of a number of countries, including the Russians. And so Elder Renlin went on to describe that the Finns did something very surprising and very powerful for everyone of a faith tradition or no tradition uh, in terms of what it means to begin to heal and to come across our differences. A year before the dedication of the Helsinki Finland Temple, the Temple Committee, consisting exclusively of Finnish members, met to discuss plans for the dedication. During the meeting, someone observed that Russian saints would be traveling several days to attend the dedication and might hope to receive their temple blessings before returning home. The committee chairman, Brother Sven Eklund, suggested that the Finns could wait a little longer, that Russians could be the first members to perform temple ordinances in the temple. All committee members agreed. Faithful Latter-day Saint Finns delayed their temple blessings to accommodate Russian saints. The area president who was present at that temple committee meeting, Elder Dennis B. Neunschwander, later wrote, I have never been prouder of the Finns than I was at this moment. Finland's difficult history with its eastern neighbor and their excitement of finally having a temple constructed on their own soil were put aside. Permitting the Russians to enter the temple first was a statement of love and sacrifice. So I want you to think about that for a minute. Here you had a committee that was going to decide, once this new temple is completed and dedicated, who will get to go in first? And again, the temple is in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, Knowing the the former animosity between the Finns and the Russians over decades and decades for that group to come together, all Finns, by the way, 
and say, those from Russia who will have traveled far should get to go in first. That is extraordinary. Uh, That is a lesson we all can learn from. Uh, Elder Renlund concluded by telling how his father, the man who had memorized epic poems about his dislike of Russia over the years, uh, responded in a most powerful way when he heard the news of the kindness of those from Finland towards their brothers and sisters from Russia. When I reported this kindness to my father, his heart melted and he wept. A very rare occurrence for that stoic Finn. From that time until his death three years later, he never expressed another negative sentiment about Russia. Inspired by the example of his fellow Finns, my father chose to place his discipleship of Jesus Christ above all other considerations. The Finns were no less Finnish. The Russians were no less Russian. Neither group abandoned their culture, history, or experiences to banish enmity. They didn't need to. Instead, they chose to make their discipleship of Jesus Christ their primary consideration. If they can do it, so can we. The Finns were no less Finnish. The Russians were no less Russian. But they chose to set some things aside. They didn't engage in doubtful disputations, as Elder Renlund said, or judge those that they disagreed with. Instead, they looked for the good, they found the common ground, and they came together in unity. That is a message from a world religious leader to the world in our very divisive political times. Something worth thinking about. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.